Hey y'all, welcome to your faves faves, the podcast where I sit down with some of your favorite celebrities and they tell me their favorite things in any category. The intention behind this podcast was I just wanted to have some fun, feel like the world needs to laugh right now and needs to reach for joy and needs to chase its curiosity. For me, one of my favorite things is hearing about other people's favorite things. Like when someone's super into motocross or asparagus or organic farming, it makes me geek out. And I feel like all of a sudden I'm really into those things too. So I'm inviting different people on to share their favorites with me. And this week I'm sitting down with Matthew McConaughey and he's talking about his favorites, meat and also briefly a pen. He sort of goes a little bit off the rails, but with Matthew McConaughey, everything feels like exactly what you would hope for. This was one of the first interviews I did for this podcast, and he set the tone for everything that would come after it. I hope that you love our conversation, and I hope that it brings some joy to your day. Be sure and... Share it on social if you think it's worth sharing. And on that note, all right, all right, all right. Here's Matthew McConaughey. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your Faves Faves. Here's my vision. Allow me to cast a vision for you. If you are passionate, I believe this, if someone's passionate about asparagus and they with passion tell you about asparagus, you love asparagus too. Right, right. So whatever you're into, I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about football. Okay. I don't, you know, I I feel like I should know how to, you know, hook them or whatever, whatever you want to talk about, man. <laughs> Five things. Oh, I love cheeseburgers. Cheese, okay. What do you think is the best cheeseburger in Austin? Because I have an opinion. The one I make at home. Oh, well, come on. We can't access that. I know. I look, Aaron Franklin and I just made a pretty damn good cheeseburger. We called it the one. <laughs> um, that was damn good. He's got his brisket in that burger. Um, and, and you know, it, 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 it matters with the burger. It, it's like I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the big sesame bun. I like the little soft, okay. little soft white Wonder Bread bun. I like that soft bun. Okay, we're going old school, like at a diner. It, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's soaking up uh, uh, um, the, the wetness of the, of the meat and everything else put on it. I am. Um, I will stack it. I will. I will stack it. I'd rather actually have two smaller burgers than one monster one. Um, are you saying double patty, no, or you're talking patty, two separate sandwiches? Two separate, okay. Yeah. I also did do this. I've always done this. I'm a fan of ketchup. I actually had okay. made a T-shirt for me when I was when I was uh, 30 that said I put ketchup on my ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat as much ketchup now, but I do love ketchup. But here's how: I love to dip the piece, dip the burger into the ketchup, and then bring it to my mouth because I want that sweetness of that ketchup. The first thing to hit my palate. Always have, um, and I also put ketchup on the burger. Um, I'll go with three. I love a good couple of strips of American cheese. Um, okay. I don't mind other cheeses, but sometimes the cheddar can overwhelm 
the whole taste of the burger. I um, that's real. A little, okay, uh, a little Lipton onion soup mixed <laughs> when you're making the meat. I love how I love how trashy this is getting. Try one of that. Go get a dry packet of Lipton onion tea. It's uh, onion soup mix. I know exactly what you're talking about. You can overdo yes. it. Trust me, you can overdo it. It can become too, too, too much. But if you get just the right balance of that with the meat when you're... Okay. Ooh, yeah. Um, I have learned over the years not to meal the meat too much. I used to overwork the meat. Yeah. You're going to make it tough. Yes. Loaf. You don't want that. We don't want that yep. really to be tight. You want it to fall apart. I've learned that you definitely want to get one with like goats. If you can find 75, 20, if you find 25% fat in it, go for it. Don't go for the 90 <laughs> lean deal. No, you're having a burger. No. And no, you, live your life. That extra cheese will hold it together. Right, <laughs> right. Um, the best bite is, you know, in the middle as you're coming off okay. into the inside. But that's also why I like those those Wonder Buns because it's still a great bite on the outside too. Um, All right. Which on the harder, larger buns, I don't really like the outside bites because it's the driest bread. So I'll wait till I get inside. So that's why I like a small Wonder Bun. I'm a big pickle man. Uh, they got some text. I saw that on your Instagram bio. Yes, Texas. What? So it, meaning like lots of different kinds of pickles or there's just like one pickle that you're going, type, you're going, going through. Okay. I, I love finding new pickles. Now I'm a, I'm a dill pickle guy. Texas sweet heat. These slices that you can get at H-E-B are outstanding. Yep. Okay. Um, check them out. Really good bite. And they're cut at just the right width where they don't overpower the bite, but you know you got a really good pickle with a nice bit of salt and, and, and sour and heat in it. Um, I'm a, I've, I've always been a fan of the uh, baby gherkins. Uh, uh, okay. Miniature deals. I can sit there. It's one of my favorite midnight snacks. Are you a night owl? I love it. I, I, I really do enjoy it when the sun goes down. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, absolutely. So that's why you're waking up later than the kids. You're you're sort of staying up. Do you are you creative at night when you're like up eating your tiny pickles? Um, often, yes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> night is night is a, a, a creative time. I'll be up writing a lot. I go to you know sometimes get in bed. Sometimes it wakes me up ideas, and I'll go I'll go write in the middle of the night. Um, and I've given myself that license, and thankfully my wife has given me that license because. She lets me sleep because she says like, oh, no, there's no alternative. I'd rather I, I would rather get up early and take care of what I got to take care of than be around you with not enough sleep, Matthew. Like, yeah, <laughs> you being a bear because you didn't get enough. Uh, sleep. Um, uh, back on the burger, I would like to make a recommendation. Yes. Now, I know you don't eat out, but I feel like you could get this in takeout. Okay. I think the best burger in Austin comes from a really unique location, which is Perla's. Do you know Perla's? Do you know Perla's? Yes, indeed. It's like oyster bar, seafood, yeah. whatever. But randomly on that menu is a burger that is spectacular. Um, I'm it's in. a little fancier than what you described, but I feel like you just try it the next time you do takeout. They've got some shoestring French fries. I've had that, their shoestring so French fries. I haven't had their burger. Okay. okay. I will. Okay. So they cook it on a flat top as opposed yeah. to a grill. Yeah. I'm fine with that. And it's a it's a double patty. It is American cheese, so I feel like that's going to do you right. Yeah. But it is spectacular. I mean, I'm in. I mean, that's my All favorite right. taste as far as a, a bite that I've ever had. It's just a good old cheeseburger. I've got this, you know, one line that I threw out in the book, and I've always said, look, the man who invented the hamburger was smart, but the man who invented the cheeseburger was the genius. <laughs> <laughs> it just took it one level up, just one more level, level up. Major level up. 
Are you, um, are you, uh, this is going to sound like a very weird question, but I don't know another way to ask it. Are you uh, like a meat guy? Are you a carnivore? Yes. Are you like, is that a big part of your diet? Yes. Yeah, me too. One and five eighth inch Wagyu ribeyes from a certain farm in Texas. Oh. Can you reveal the location of the farm no. or would that, no, you know, in danger? Yeah, it's like a secret. I don't want to, it's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> surfers won't reveal the surf spot. <laughs> right. I'm like, uh-uh, right. not revealing it. Okay. Um, but, oh. Okay, secret farm. And I make my own rub. Okay. I have my own okay. rub, which is called The One. Some people out there who might be listening, the Brian Barksdales and the Barton Agses of the world may know exactly what I'm talking about. I home deliver those, wrap them up and, and uh, I make it, then I wrap it up in my Ziplocs and sort of Put them in mailboxes of friends of mine's. Uh, uh, um, it looks like contraband, but it's really just a steak. Yeah, I was gonna say that's on <laughs> suspect. Um, There's a box of spices in your mailbox. And this is another thing I've learned: get that steak. I'll rub it down and leave it only, only, only with the paper towel laying over it, so air's getting to it in okay. the fridge, down low in the bottom of the fridge, not the coldest part of the fridge, down low in the bottom part of the fridge. I'll leave it there for three to seven days. Whoa. Yes, 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 yes. Try that. And so that's like you're aging the beef or We're what are you aging, doing? aging. The air's getting to it. It's starting to cook. It's start, the, 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 the tightness of the tendons are really starting to loosen up. You know, on a ribeye, you have the tenderloin side, the, the, the deckle, it's called. Yeah. The beautiful yep. side that has more fat on it. And then on the other side, yep. the, uh, the New York strip side. I think everyone, mm -hmm. if you like a ribeye, you like that deckle side. You like that. Yeah. Well, this sort of makes the, 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 the time that it sits in the bottom of the fridge, just with getting a little bit of air to it, it sort of makes the New York strip side become more decklish. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it loosens up uh, the New York strip side, the tightness of, of, of that side. Um, and then because it's Wagyu, you've got to cook it long enough to let that fat rear in it when you're cooking it. Uh, but that's my favorite piece of meat. So yes, I am a carnivore. So if you just, I, I, I feel like I'm going to get punched in the face because I do not know the answer and chefs are going to judge me for this. But when you're letting it age in the fridge, in the paper towel, that's without the rub? The rub comes right I'll, before we put no, it on the grill? No, no, the rub, the rub I always put on at least a day before. Oh, man. Okay, I feel like I've been doing this wrong. Well, try putting on your rub. And again, it's an inch and five eighths. So it's a thick piece of meat. It can yeah, handle a rub. Yeah. Now, if you put a, if you put a okay. rub on too thin of a piece of meat for too long, it'll right. overpower. Just like if you rub a, a piece of meat down in a wet marinade, that vinegar will cook mm -hmm. that meat quickly. And all of a sudden, You're the whole right. thing will be yes. gray. You don't have any blood on the inside. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll do a pretty nice light rub. And if, if I'm going to leave it in the fridge for a while, um, if I'm going, you know, if I'm just like, oh, let's have steaks Friday, I want to get them today, rub them down this afternoon, put them in the bottom of the fridge, let them sit there tonight, all day tomorrow, tomorrow night, all day Friday, and then Friday night. Then we're good. Okay. And so do you, so I never experienced this until I moved to Texas. Uh, smokers. Are you a smoker with your, meaning not you smoking, but actually smoking no, the meat? No, I'm not. I have a smoker, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not really a smoker. Um, I tried it a couple of times, very unsuccessfully. Oh, brother loves loves a smoker, but the reason he loves yeah. smokers because it takes so long, and he can sit around and keep chatting and have another beer for like forever. Right. You know, we're very right. us McConaughey's are very good at like you. If if you're not <laughs> if we're not sure you're gonna like our food, you're definitely gonna like it because you're gonna be so damn hungry because the dinner we were supposed to eat at seven, we're actually eating at eleven. <laughs> so you're so right. damn hungry. Like, right. It's great. You know, so we yeah we you'll eat anything. And the last that last steak, the la the late the latest night steak is always the best one anyway. After the grill's kind of cooled down a little bit, and yeah. 
I'm not a big smoker, but uh, um, uh, for, for my meat. So we got a burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got the steak yeah. from the secret farm. Yeah, we got the nice pit. I feel like the theme here is is meat. So far, the theme is meat, and I could we could stay Which for a while. Feels fantastic. Um, the New Zealand uh, salmon. Where do you get that? From New Zealand. Are you personally having it flown in from New Zealand? <laughs> no, you can actually find it. I'll just say this. Okay. You know, you got the. Uh, um, I love salmon, and this New Zealand salmon. Again, it, it, I'll choose, I'd rather have the one that, the salmon that has a little bit more fat in it than the, what's it called? The the the, 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 the orange one, I forget. Maybe it's a Scottish one that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. really dark uh, orange, but has no fat. Yeah, it, that they, yes. So and they try and like pass it off. Yes, I know exactly what you you're talking dry, about. Really, but I can't think of that. You can overcook that in a second. But the, uh, the New Zealand salmon's my favorite. Um, and then there's a really good Scottish salmon, but that New Zealand salmon is like, and you're doing that on the grill? Um, no, we usually uh, we do it different ways. I'll I'll I've grilled it. Sometimes we mix it up. I'll poach it. I'll um, um, uh, do it on the out, outdoor grill over fire. I'll do it uh, in the oven. We'll bake it sometimes. I will say this: as far as baking, as far as chicken goes, I'm going bake mm. over a fire. A whole chicken baked with the right spices is, and then at the end of about two hours at whatever 360, take that aluminum foil off, put the broiler on, let's get, or pump it up to 550. Get it crispy. Get crisp yeah. that outside. And then the other trick with all meats, it seems to be, besides maybe fish, but definitely with beef and chicken is, and I make them, I still make this mistake, but let it rest. Yeah. You can ruin a good piece of meat by cutting into it too quickly. That's real. And boy, go let it rest um, and get sort of back down, not to room temperature, but let it let it rest. And know and remember that it's still going to cook. So if you like it medium rare, let me pull it off rare and remember it's going to sit there and keep cooking. Because a lot of things get overcooked because you bring it out medium rare, you want it medium rare, but by the time you let it rest, you hand it to you and it's medium well. Uh, right. Okay. Especially with seafood. Have you ever done your, your salmon on a cedar plank? Yes. Love it on a cedar. Yes, yes that's cedar. my favorite. Love it on a cedar. Banana leaf. Oh three. no. Okay. Okay. Two. Get it. Um, and it's it will sort of steam it because you can lay it on one and then lay another one on top, and if you can kind of noose the ends, tie the ends, so it becomes sort of a uh, it it cooks in its own juices in the banana leaf, but it also steams in there. That's a really beautiful. Nice. Have you ever done a salt crusted fish? Yes. Where the whole thing yes. is covered in salt. You are surprisingly fancy cooking. Well, we Did the world know this about you? These things out. I mean, those, I guess the runs and you get it if you get a good fun cookbook. You know, right. that's another thing. I got to remember some of the names because we have a couple of really good ones that are our go tos. I mean, boy, isn't it fun to find a cookbook that you go? I, you know, you can find five, six, seven recipes that you're like, I love that one. Do you? I'm I'm making a sweeping generalization right now, but do you have your own? Do you have your own cows? Like, do you have a? Do y'all have a ranch we, that you? No, my oh, brother you're not has the a secret ranch. farm that you get. Okay. No, my brother has a ranch and uh, he raises black Angus out there, and he sent, he'll send us meat from time to time. But I'm not a rancher. No, we don't have our own cows. Are you a? Um, speaking of meat, are you a? I don't know the actual way to say this, but like a game. Like, are you like a an elk? Uh, bison, do you try it? No, I don't mind. Just going. I had a run there where I was eating a lot of buffalo instead of beef. Um, 
But I'll go again. I like a and that ribeye. I want grass-fed, grain-finished. If it's straight grass-fed, I, I I miss out on some of the, the 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 fat content. I like a bit of a grain finish, and I know people will go like, "Oh, but that's the part that's not good." Well, I don't care. You know, it's like the cheeseburger. <laughs> I want that taste. Right. Because I'm not eating them every night, and so it's a real yeah. gift that I like to tee up, oh, we're gonna have ribeyes, or oh, we're gonna have cheeseburgers on this date, you know? The rest of the week, it's usually fish. Okay, and do you notice a difference in your ability to focus or think or create based on what you're eating? Yes. Yeah. You know, so the fish, do you feel like the fish makes you feel better? This is just, just cleaner, I, 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 mm -hmm. I think. At the same time, after a good day of exercise or something, man, that steak will like, I'll feel it, feel it. Really, whoa, I feel I, you know, got got some real strength back. I feel very invigorated. I'm always doing, we have beans on the on the stovetop a lot in our house. And that's from mainly from Camilla, her Brazilian culture. There's a pot of beans mm -hmm. on our stovetop a lot. So that's the sort of go-to filler in for anything. We're big on salads. We make a lot of salads. So salad, beans, and meat are usually some form of every every meal, lunch and dinner that we that we have. Are you, we're talking all about um, eating. What do you think about intermittent fasting? Actually doing it right now. How, what's your, what are your hours? I have noticed that for weight maintenance, um, I like to have dinner when I can, mm -hmm. eaten by 7 p.m. Yeah. It's that, you know, I love to eat later. I will go have those pickled late night pickle sit down. Those mid midnight pickles, that's the second book. Yeah, midnight pickle sessions are fun. Um, but if I like to have dinner before seven, and then I won't eat until noon the next day. Uh, yeah. And I do wake, do feel like I wake up cleaner. I like to be, I do enjoy being a little more Spartan in the morning, having yeah. tea and, and kombucha and just riding that. Um, if I go, you know, it's the lunch is the one where, cause I started getting a, wanting a carb, you know, and, and you know, it is, if you, if you get into a, a bread, it's so satisfying, but also I get that, that lull, that food buzz, that, right. that 2 PM, you know, and I don't know. Do you drink coffee at all? I love coffee. You do. It's my favorite. Do you not have it? Well, I do, but here's, I don't, I haven't worked out my relationship with it yet. If I have coffee in the morning, yep. one cup, which that's the bet. I mean, uh -huh. it's better than the mate tea, which is yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but yeah. the it's 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 like wow, this is great, right? But I at two p.m. I have the lull. If I drink my tea, it's more sustainable. Oh, it's sustainable. And then I don't have the lull. But I would okay. say my favorite. You know, when I'm working hard, like I've been on this run now, working every day from about seven to about five. I, I my I have been sneaking in a nice cup of dark coffee at about. Right after lunch. Right. And that one after right. lunch is... It's very high. European of you. <laughs> yes. yes. Not an espresso, but it's an American. Yeah. Um, but boy, that one I do enjoy for that extra, let's kick into set the second gear for the afternoon. Right. There is an Austin-based company that I love called Brain Juice. You ever heard of these? They're like these little shots of sort of green tea and you know, cocaine. I don't know what's in them, yeah. but that's usually my after lunch. I just do a shot. Okay. I'm a big on like what's local. Okay. Yeah. And works. that really sustains me, but it won't make me kind of tweak out. Heard. But I love coffee in the morning. Like a slow cup of coffee with a view is one of the most 
beautiful, like contented experiences in my life. How? Let's talk about this. How? Okay. Coffee. From black. But do you drip, percolate, dip, but but? I'm not. I'm not fancy. So I grew up pretty. I'm just gonna pretty white trash like we're we're hillbilly yeah. stock and so i still gravitate to folgers yeah it's not cool yeah but it's the smell of my childhood yeah. right yeah. like that's what the kitchen smelled like in grandma's house and so um i love <laughs> i love folgers just a regular right. coffee pot it's not cool at all my um, um my my mom who's with us she has this one coffee she loves i think it's had a new one chock full of nuts Oh yeah, love I know exactly what you're talking but about. My favorite, when I am, when I do have times where I go, I'll go on a coffee run and quite enjoy it, percolated. Uh, that's hands down my favorite, a percolated okay. cup of coffee. Uh, sort of like that old school, slow. Yeah, that's my favorite cup. Gotta work for it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta work for a it. While. Yeah. So we've covered salmon, chicken, ribeye, Burger. Coffees. What else? We, what need, else do we, we need one. One more. We need one more meat. Well, I'm a pen freak, meaning I love my writing pens. And oh, that's right. I feel like I have read that about hey, everyone you. Everyone in Austin out there uh, listening, a lot of waiters and waitresses know. I'm not apologizing for it, but when you were looking for that pen after you served me, that was me who nicked it from you. If I find a good pen, I love a good pen, and will not write actually with, with certain pens. If they don't have the right weight or the right, or the right um, tip on them, um, we'll, we'll, we'll not write. I will, I will not write something with a pen that I don't like. I will actually get up and go to the store to go buy another pen that I like and just say, I don't care how long it takes, I'm not writing with, until I have a pen in my hand that I like. <laughs> okay, and, I, and is it a, fa it's not a fancy no, pen. No, no, it's no. It's not a Mont Blanc, no, no, it's no, just. Not a Mont Blanc, no. Right, no, I'm just, okay. I'm writing with Mont Blanc. It's usually a fine, fine, fine tip, .001. Uh, um, felt tip. It needs to be for me. Uh, um, it, it, some pens are too quick, meaning it slides too much, and my, my writing gets a little sloppy. Some are too slow, meaning that the felt tip digs into the page, and you can't really get it get a get a flow going. So I find pens. Sometimes it's ballpoints that are that are smooth. Sometimes it's to find felt tip. Um, but I, I love love writing pens, and I love font. Okay. I'm a font freak too. I love font. What's your do you have do a you, font? On oh, I wish I I do I wish I did right now so I could be cool like you. Well, you, you like to write, but you do. Go through go through your fonts. Check out a Aram mm. Bond. Check there's 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 thousands of them like a candy store. Right. And you can write right. something, or sometimes the good old American typewriter. You can write something, and look at it one way, and like I've even done this where I would look at what I wrote, and I'm like, yeah, that's not bad. Let me just go and select the whole thing and change the font. And then I read it, I'm like, oh, it's much better now. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. What did you write your book in? What font did you write your book in? Uh, the font, the, the, the uh, it, that is actually, I believe, in Garamond. Uh, okay, okay. That is nice. It's in a few different fonts. I was very specific with the publishers about what font for headings, what font for bumper stickers, what font for prescribes, what font for points, what font for pairs. So they're all different fonts. Um, I think I've, I mean, I've always loved fonts. I have a world map, and I think part of this may have been where it came from. I have a world map in my one of my airstreams, and it's it's all the continents are in iron, and they're colored in. It's a real piece of art because it goes up the entire wall and then moves with the curve of the airstream. But the lady that I worked on it with, she made the font of every city and place on the map 
she made the font of that nation, of that continent. Like the African wow. font and the African font, the uh, um, French font was in, 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 in French font. So for each country and each nation, she, the font changed. And it, it just really is a beautiful sort of uh, um, palette to look at. Anyway, I love font. Are you, do you paint, do you sculpt, do you, I mean, there's, there's some artistry in caring that much about the way that words look, not just the way yeah. they read. Um, no, not really. No. I will say this. I mean, I have some diaries that to look at from afar where you don't see the words, just the impression, I think are quite beautiful because I'll connect things and I'll write and then I'll draw, I'll doodle a little something, or if I don't have the words for something, I'll draw amongst my description of, of whatever I'm writing or symbols that tie in. I'll try and find symbolic symbols or numerology will tie in certain times. Um, but to look at them, they look very graphic. Uh, like, it's, it almost look like they, I have some that I'm working on. I want a full wall, just wallpaper of those journal entries. And it's not about the oh, words yeah. that are in them. It's just that together they look. And you see where I've changed pens in mid-writing and gone to different colors and things. And so it would be great wallpaper. That's really rad. Matthew McConaughey, it has been a delight. Oh, for me too. This was a real treat for me. So thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out and thank you for being present and talking about meat and salmon <laughs> and the world and the future. We're so grateful that you shared yourself with listeners today. So I enjoyed it. if listeners want to grab the book, and I'm sure that they do, where can they find it? I think you can find it at bookstores everywhere. Um, it's called Green Lights, October 20th, anywhere you want. And also did the Audible book, which is super fun to perform the stories. Wishing you all the energy and enjoyment and presence as you work through this book tour. It was really cool to hang out with you. Well, so thank you for I, the time. I enjoyed it as well. Look forward to meeting you in person. Your Faves Faves is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Your Faves Faves is a 3% chance production. Mm -hmm.